What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Roadies Podcast. I know it's been a long time since we've last talked. Uh, it's been over a year. As you guys know, um, there's been a whole pandemic and a lot has happened. And the events industry has struggled as a result of that. But um, things are somewhat returning to normal now. We have a vaccine out. We have our first couple of live events um, coming around. And so what better time to bring back the podcast and talk about some of the things that happened during in the middle of this pandemic and just how this industry was affected and what's going on now and, and what do we see for the foreseeable future. So I have a guest that I've been trying to get on the pod for a long time Finally, our schedules matched up and I was able to get her in here. I'll let her introduce herself. She's going to tell you where she's from and how she got in the industry. Hey, you guys. My name is Keisha Bulls and I'm originally from D-Queen, Arkansas. And I started in the promo industry in 2015, but I started doing full-time experiential marketing in 2017. So what was like your, what was your first gig or what were your first couple of gigs like and what made you decide to stick with it? So my first two gigs were at the Talladega Speedway. Mm. Uh, one was for Windows 10 and the other one was for General Tire. And it was just your general promotional vendor event where passing out freebies, getting people to sign up for a chance to win, free tickets, free swag, whatever it was that we were giving away at the time. That was forever ago. But it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it. And um, what really got me into doing them full time was I actually went to school for speech therapy and I was gonna be a speech therapist at the time, but it didn't work out. And so I enjoyed doing events and traveling so much. I said, well, why don't I just do this full time? And I've been doing it full time ever since. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, as we all know, um, we've been dealing with a whole global pandemic out here. And uh, like I said in the beginning of the episode, uh, the events industry suffered pretty bad from that. Um, so, I guess I'll go first. I was, um, this was uh, maybe in like mm, February, like late February, early March. Um, I was in Atlanta. I was visiting my best friend in Atlanta, and it was his birthday weekend. So we were all there, a group of us. We all flew in and we were hanging out. And um, you know, they were talking about it on the news. They were like, "There's this virus." Um, there were at the time there was only like two or three cases in the United States, but it was picking up ground. But at the time, President Trump was like, "Yo, it's no big deal. We got it under control. Everything's gonna be fine." So. <laughs> We're in Atlanta, we're kicking it, and, and this this thing is, is, is slowly gaining steam. You know, even before my trip to Atlanta, I was hearing about it, but, you know, at that time, it was, you know, it was gaining steam, and they were encouraging people, like, if you're going to travel, wear a mask. There were no sanctions as far as traveling. It was just like, you know, be safe, wash your hands. Um, you know, this was before the shelter in place took, took hold. But while I was in Atlanta, um, you know, I think I had planned to come back on a Wednesday, and I had got in town, you know, maybe that prior Thursday before, and it got to like Sunday, going into Monday. And I was, you know, looking at my phone, catching up with the news, seeing it on the news, and they're saying, you know, 
America may go into a shelter in place mode. And I'm like, no way. But, you know, you start seeing people prepare for it. And Atlanta was one of those cities that, like, yeah. never closed <laughs> during the whole pandemic. Yeah, well, you know, I used so, to live in Atlanta. Right. So, yeah. People were living their lives. <laughs> you know, we were still going out partying. People weren't panicking at the grocery stores like how it was everywhere else. But I'm hearing stories and seeing pictures of how it is. Everybody else, everybody's hoarding stuff. And I'm like, yo, man, I think I need to get back to Dallas. And so I get back to Dallas. This is the off season of the PlayStation tour that I had been on. So I'm on vacation mode. I'm chilling. I'm, you know, thinking about picking up some side work on the side just so I won't be bored. And I remember as far as flipping it back to the industry side, the first thing I saw were that big names were pulling out of South by Southwest. Yes, now, same, yeah. Everybody in the industry knows South by is like a, if you're in the industry, that's a, a field manager, market manager, brand ambassador, Super Bowl. You know, you can go there because it's a, people don't realize it's, it's longer than what they, you know, I think it's like a week thing. There's a music part to it, there's a film part to it, and there's a tech part, which is like two to three weeks long. So if you pick up a gig that lasts that whole time, I mean, you could make, Ten thousand dollars and all, Good you know what money. I mean? You you partner up with your people, say, Oh, we're gonna get a place to crash, we're all gonna, you know, put our money up, get a nice little place to sleep, and we work it every day. Um PlayStation a few years before had done an event there, uh partnered up with Spotify when Spotify was first, you know, integrated with PlayStation and uh I had a good time doing that, and I was thinking about, well, this year I might just, well, you know, this is last year, I might just go check it out, just go check out South by just a regular person this year, just go hang out. And so you thought. I, I thought that was going to happen. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go check it out. And I'm seeing like Nissan pulled out and another company pulled out. I'm like, wow, this is this is wild. All these companies pulling out. But I'm sure they'll plug in some other big names. And then the next day, I think I saw it on my phone first. It was like South by Southwest is canceled. And that was it. What that was the first thing that I saw. That was the start of the domino effect of this industry just turning upside down. Uh, tell us about where you were and the stuff that you saw. Um, let's see. So I think I first started seeing like the effects of coronavirus like early February because mm -hmm. I had um, actually been interviewing for this field, this market manager position in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. and it was like a three, four month program. And I was going to be um, working over there. So I was thinking, oh, well, this will be perfect because I was like coming out of a lease and all that. And I was like, right. oh, well, then, you know, I'm just going to go to Arkansas for a few months and then come on back to Dallas. And then also I got picked up to do a month long tour um, at different college campuses. So I was like, oh, 2020 is the year. Woo! <laughs> I was thinking, yes. Little did I know. But so I started seeing all the th all the things about oh the virus this it's a it's a really bad version of the flu and I was like this don't sound like a really bad version of the flu this sounds like a monster right and so I had to go and do training in LA mm -hmm. for the um, for the three month gig and so I got there and they were telling us all these different protocols that we were going to have to figure out because it was a VR experience that I was doing and obviously we can't be sharing VR headsets in 2020 exactly. so we were talking about all these changes we were gonna have to make and all these things like that and the next day 
I was going to fly out from LA to Boston to start the month-long tour at the college campuses. They emailed me at 7.30 that morning and pulled the plug on the program for the month, the college campus one. Wow. So I was in LA with no way back home. I was like, um, so y'all, I need to get home. And I was like, oh, we're going to have to figure something out, blah, blah, blah. I got home, y'all. I got back to Dallas. It was fine. I got back. But that was my, I got pulled from an event before they canceled South by South by. But when I knew that they they pulled mine because of the college campuses and stuff, yeah. when they were talking about pulling Southwest, I was like, they're canceling it. I was like, I know they are. If they're can if they're shutting down schools, they're gonna shut down South by. There's no way, because nobody's gonna go. Right. So that was kind of my experience with it. I got hit before all the big events started getting pulled, and so I mean, obviously, my VR experience got pulled shortly, like a month later, they pulled it too. Or not even a month, probably like two weeks after that they pulled it. Wow. So, so yeah. at the time when your when your program got pulled, um, so now we're going into the phase of like sheltering in place. Um, a lot of people, you know, uh, some people, you know, there, there's different levels to this industry. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. There's people that are, you know, they they do they they're 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 brand ambassadors and that's one hundred percent of their income. They're like full time. I plan my year out. I book myself on these events. I make my own schedule, and this is how these people survive. Well, then you have like field managers, market managers, tour managers that book longer gigs, like the one you were just talking about. Say, so, all right, well, I got this program lined up for three months. After that, I'll probably take a couple of weeks off. Then I'm gonna jump on this program, which is four months. And you build your, your, you basically build your livelihood out from there. And you have tour managers say, all right, well, I got this tour for a year and then we're off and then we're back on and then we're off. Um, I was in my off season for the PlayStation tour. And, you know, the further we got into the shelter in place, it was, it was time for the tour to go back out. And obviously they pulled the plug there and it was just like, you know, we can't go out in this, in this situation, what's going on. And it changed things. So I want to talk about what happened, you know, shortly thereafter, after your, after your, your tour got canceled and just, you know, it, what was your personal story in the industry at that point? So after both of those programs ended up getting pulled, I was actually in the process of moving temporarily to Arkansas. So I had put all my stuff in storage mm -hmm. and didn't renew a lease because I was going to go stay with my cousins for like three or four, three months or so. So I ended up having to leave early, like a month early because I was supposed to go on the month tour, then do the three month uh, market manager position. Right. So I had ended up having to move to Arkansas a month early and staying, I stayed with them. And then when they started talking about the shelter in place, I just went home to my parents because there were there were no events going on and I didn't have a place anymore. So I had to go home because I really didn't have I didn't have anywhere else to go. So it was a long few months trying to figure out how am I going to do supplemental income, figuring out unemployment and things like that. Um, I got a little lucky on the no bills situation. <laughs> I got pretty lucky there. Right, right. But um, I just started helping my dad. My dad um, is 
he works for Pilgrim's Pride, but he's also a mechanic. So I just started helping him around the house, like, do, or helping him in his shop, doing mechanic work and things like that. And my dad was basically just, you know, giving me money to kind of live off of and pay my storage unit, pay my insurance and things like that. So thankfully, I had a bit of a support system, but it was tough and like mentally, it was rough. That was probably the hardest part mentally thinking about, I had put all my eggs in one basket essentially as far as my career. I didn't have, thankfully money-wise I was okay, but I didn't know what else to do with my time. So I started learning how to do different things as far as um, digital marketing, um, I did eventually find some promotional things through Instagram, mm -hmm. things like that, learning how to do social marketing. But I really had to deal with the fact that I just wasn't prepared about next steps in general as far as experiential marketing goes. Because I think a lot of people are like, well, what do you do five years from now, 10 years from now? And everybody had to deal with that situation all of a sudden yeah. at once. So I think my mental space and my self-care was the biggest aspect of going through this pandemic and being in this field because it's such an like it's a great field and there's so much pros to it but it's also a lot of uncertainty a lot yeah a lot that's true and that's one thing that we that were that that was a big issue during the whole like i'm gonna say this time last year because this time last year we were pretty much in the thick of it um yes. Yeah, this was sure. one of the industries that nobody talked, you know, everybody was talking on the news like, oh, well, sports, we can't have sports anymore, or we can't have concerts anymore, but there's a whole, you know, billion dollar industry that's not even being talked about, which is the, you know, events industry as far as promotions goes and like brand management and things like that. It was almost like the forgotten thing. And we're looking at it as a lot of these people, you know, especially like brand ambassadors and stuff, a lot of these staffing agencies, they're 1099. So you can't even, you know, unless you, you know, really, really have a strong case and support, document, document support, you can't even get, they weren't even getting unemployment. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was really, really tough for people to get unemployment. And they had to get letters and go through all of that stuff. And then, you know, they were doing the loans and everybody, everybody had their hand out. So it was tough for just your average person who's just like, hey, I do promo work full time. How am I going to get unemployment? So I guess talk about when you were going through that, your circle of friends in the industry, uh, what was going on? Like, what was the communication like? Did you even think this industry was ever going to come back? Um, I had a lot of friends, like you said, that struggled with the unemployment and things like that because some people primarily do 1099. Mm -hmm. And for those that do, they were having a hard time getting unemployment, showing proof, things like that. Um, by the grace of God, that PP loan, PPP loan came out for some people yeah. because they were able to you know, pay themselves and yeah. pay their bills and things like that. So that was a lot of the chatter um, throughout the pandemic was people trying to navigate how to do PPP loans and how to um, get government assistance and um, things like that. Uh, what was the second question that you asked me? Did you think the industry was going to come back? Oh, I, I knew it would. Um, things always, I mean, 
you know, history repeats itself. So things are always moving in a circle. It's a circle of life. So things will eventually make their way back around. Yeah. Will it be the same? I don't think so. I don't think anything about life will be the same anymore as far as, um, you know, will, you know, will capacity, even if when we're at full capacity, will the capacity of events look different? Will they just change the numbers of that all the, all the way around? Will, you know, budgets never go back to the amounts that they were? Will the, you know, footprints ever be as big as they were before? Um, you know, interacting with people, how, you know, how are we going to, are are we going to interact with people in the same manner as far as close proximity and not always talking about safety and always using a mask and things like that? Because even now, even though people are getting vaccinated, we're still, most events are requiring their workers to wear masks. True, true. So it will come, it's coming back, we'll get there, but I don't think it'll ever be what it was. So, so talk about like when you were in the middle of, I guess, you know, we're, we're, we're coming out of a shelter in place, you know, things are still, we're, 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 we're talking about 2020 and, you know, we're moving towards the summer, you know, some states are saying, all right, well, we're going to do a, well, I don't know what they were like level one. We're going to open up stuff at this yeah, capacity. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Tell us, you know, what you were doing then. And I guess just take us up to, you know, work-wise, how it was then and, and what you're doing now. Um, so, like I said before, I was at home. So, you know, Arkansas, you guys, was a little more lenient than other <laughs> states. Uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> I don't think they ever wore masks. Wow. No, for real. I'm so serious. But anyway, <laughs> I'm so serious. But um, when they started lifting the mandates and stuff, my dad has a party bus. Mm -hmm. So we were doing like events. I say events. We were hosting little small family get togethers on party buses and stuff like that. So that was kind of my first little taste of getting back into it, even though it was with my dad. Right. But we would, yeah, we would host those. And then, you know, my friend Kim, our friend Kim. Right. By the grace of God, he brought her into my life because she put me on with Lime Media. Mm -hmm. And Lime Media kept me afloat. Had it not been for Lime Media, I probably would just, eh, not just now, but it probably would have been probably well into the end of 2020 before I started working again. So it's, yeah, she was great. Thank God for Kim. So how did you meet Kim? I met Kim at a Kendra Scott event that oh, I worked. Okay. I got hired to be a brand ambassador, me and another girl. Um, basically, we were just like inviting people into the footprint, trying to get them to buy products. It was in December, so it was like Christmas time, gift sets, things like that. And the build was a line was a line media build, and so Kim was the manager for that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I met her, and we hit it off right away, like instant connection. I told her about my different experiences with like driving vehicles and things like that. Right. So thank God, I had that in my back pocket, like being able to drive truck and trailer combos, box trucks, things like that, because. Had I not had that kind of experience at all, I wouldn't have, Kim wouldn't have given me the opportunity to start working with Lime Media. And that's one thing that I've always mentioned on 
previous episodes um, as something you can do to, to make yourself, you know, more conventional out here is, you know, be a, you know, kind of have that, that skill set where you have multiple capabilities yes. where, you know, you don't want to just go to an event and be a brand ambassador and keep doing that, you know. If there's an opportunity for you to try out your MC skills, try it out. If you can drive big trucks really well, drive big trucks. I mean, and you don't even have to have your CDL no, to do I truck don't. and trailer combinations. Right. It's just getting that practice and that level of comfortability. You know, you know what, I can drive a truck and trailer up to, you know, this many feet long. But then if you do feel like you can whip it like that, go ahead and get your CDL. Um, there's a lot of different avenues that you can use to keep yourself busy. But since we're talking about that now, I guess give our listeners um, just a little bit of clarity on what it is that you do, what programs you're working on now, and how you can stay active in the industry with this quote unquote new normal. Because we, we're seeing agencies list events and we're seeing agencies, you know, saying, hey, we, we're going to start staffing for this soon. So just tell us what you're doing now and give our listeners that's up and coming in the industry or, you know, those that are kind of, you know, had a rough time and now they're coming back to it or those people that are not sure and maybe they don't know if they want to get back into it, just some, you know, tips to stay busy. Okay. Well, I have recently been doing a driving billboard with, with an LED truck. That was through, that's through Line Media. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that. But um, most recently, I just got hired as a field market manager um, through A-plus staffing, so I'll be working uh, on a Samsung activation. We'll be going to retail locations and events around the Dallas-Fort Worth area promoting the new S21s and uh, two other new Samsung phones, handing out swag bags. There'll be some giveaway opportunities, uh, photo ops to figure out the new features of the phone, the zoom feature, the single take feature. Mm. There's just a lot of cool things going on with the new Samsung phones. And right. so me and four other market managers are going to be out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area showing them off. Nice. So, yeah. so that second part about staying busy. Staying busy. Give yourself the opportunity to stay busy. Like, like how we talk about having multiple skills. Learn how to do as many skills as possible. I was telling you earlier that during the, uh, before we started the podcast, that during the pandemic, I was learning how to um, do things online. Um, I started learning how to do, be a virtual assistant. I actually um, volunteered as a social media manager for a charity here in Dallas. So just to kind of get my feet wet in the, digital and social media marketing aspect of that. Um, If you want to learn how to drive vehicles, you can rent vehicles like from Enterprise, Mm -hmm. from Penske, Ryder, they, U-Hauls, you can rent U-Hauls, just drive them around and give yourself the opportunity to learn how to back them up, how to park them. That way when, you know, you're talking to um, clients about potentially getting new jobs, you can actually say that you have experience. Exactly. So that's really the biggest thing. Find a, you might have to find an unconventional way to get the experience to be able to work actual promotional events. So I think that's my best advice that I have right now. Awesome. So that's a good point to make um, about having those 
different skill sets. We can't preach that enough. If you're trying to get ahead in this industry or, you know, just trying to set yourself apart, you don't want to go into these events with just a one track mind. And that's another thing we have to look at coming out of the pandemic. If, if it taught us anything in this industry is to know that you can have all the plans in the world, but if you don't have a backup plan for that plan, you're going to be sitting at home. But I mean, all of us were sitting at home. So, <laughs> and, But in this industry, um, you have to find something that can, I mean, I saw um, while the shelter in place was happening, you know, I mean, businesses are still running. They were hiring like virtual MCs to do like virtual presentations. So a staffing agency would post, hey, we need um, somebody that's at home that has strong internet and we can send you, you know, your green screen, you'll hang it up, you know, you put on your nice clothes, you'll hook your audio up to your laptop and you'll be doing presentations to different companies about different products and things like that. And I had a few friends that were doing that. And that's just a testament to having those various skill sets. And these were people that, you know, maybe, you know, if, if you're at an event and maybe you're not a professional MC, but, you know, it's time for you're at an event and your MC is on there, you know, they get an hour lunch break, you know, like get one of your friends like, hey, take my phone record me doing this MC stuff. And you may just be out there having fun with it, but most of the time that can end up being some of your best work. Uh, I That was one of the things that, um, and maybe I'll get back to it eventually. Uh, during my off seasons on a lot of tours, I would get called to do a lot of MC work. Um, and that's just because you know I, I kept the reel ready. I was the MC on my tour as well as the tour manager, but always having those videos ready or even if it's just you in action. You might not be doing MC work, but just you in action promoting whatever brand that you're working. Because uh, you never know when that stuff is going to come in handy. So I would advise, as we're getting back to this new no this new normal, have your skill set intact. Have your work ready to go. Because these companies, are, they're going to start hiring. And, you know, we hope that they start back with paying people normal. I've been seeing some yeah. stuff and they've just been lowballing people. And it's just like... I get it. The staff navy, you know, they had their setbacks as well. But you got to pay your good brand ambassadors and your market managers and your field managers and your tour managers what they are worth, especially the ones that have those, those the tenure in the industry and knows what it takes. You're good ones anyway, because you have someone that's been in the industry a long time and just like still yeah. not, <laughs> yeah. still not hitting the mark. But tell us where our tell us where our potential employees, all of our 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 staffing agencies, our, our brand management agencies, where they can find you, give us your whole, where can we find you? All right, so again, it's Keisha Bowles, B-O-Y-L-E-S, and that is my Instagram handle. My first name is K-E-S-H-A, so my Instagram handle is Keisha Bowles. I also have a promo Instagram handle. It's K-B underscore promos, so you can find me at either of those. And I'm on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn, first name, last name, Keisha Bulls. So you can find me at any of those platforms. That's another point I wanted to make too. Everybody that's in this industry, if you have a LinkedIn page, make sure your LinkedIn page is on point. Um, I will, this is a whole nother episode, but I will tell oh, you guys about, <laughs> yes. yeah, it's a, it's a whole, a whole nother episode I have planned, maybe two or three episodes down the line, but, um, I can't really talk about it yet, but I had a life-changing event in my life that I'll share with y'all later. And my LinkedIn was a very big, dun, very dun, big dun. part of that. 
So make sure your LinkedIn is on point. Um, also, um, like she was saying, if you have a, a uh, you have your regular Instagram, but then you have like your 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 industry Instagram page. Make sure that, that stuff is on point because a lot of people now, especially with us not being able to do a lot of face to face interviewing. That LinkedIn and your professional pages are, are going to play a huge factor. The more content you have to post, to post, the better because people look at that and they say, okay. So even if you think it's stupid, if you got pictures or videos, you're doing anything, get that stuff out there. Yes. I'm going to touch on that, what you're saying. Like, guys, take advantage of LinkedIn because you mm -hmm. can do like a gold membership. Mm -hmm. And they have different videos. They have tests that can teach you about how to do all these different professional development skills. I'm all about professional development right. because I certified in professional development when I was in college. So if you haven't taken advantage of updating your resumes, making video reels, making MC reels, please do this stuff. Practice mock interviews. You can even do it online to where you're answering questions. You want to be able to expect the type of questions that they're going to ask you and be able to give a proper response that doesn't have you saying um well like i think because everybody's going to be applying for these jobs now you guys so you have to make sure that you're on point and that you don't miss a beat so please i cannot stress professional development enough i think that's my secret passion is yeah. professional development yeah. like i love updating resumes and yeah. things like that I so love see y'all might need to hear her up she might I mean, help you yeah, out i mean Post i i know professional professional <laughs> but I will, i'll give y'all some tidbits i got y'all on the tidbits like yeah so it's very important that you, you have that stuff on point especially with this new normal that we're looking at the game is going to change and I mean, it's been a, a, a little over a year since we've had, you know, well, a little over a year since we've had live events. So you have to think there's a whole nother flock of graduating college seniors that are coming out. You have to think there's another flock of just people that are interested in this industry. So competition is going to be neck and neck. And these people, you know, they have no clue of what the industry is paying. They have no clue of the capabilities that this industry can provide. So if you've been in this game and you had to sit on the bench for a little while because of COVID and this whole pandemic, now's the time to get back out there, start networking, start applying, apply, apply, apply. And we hope that everybody gets back on their feet. Um, we're gonna do this particular COVID conversation on this show. Uh, I'm gonna do a couple of episodes. So this was just our first episode back. Thank you to my guests. Oh, thank you guys, <laughs> we, thanks uh, for having I've been trying to get her on for a while. She can tell you we've been swapping text messages. I'm a busy girl. Yeah, it's been, you know, we've been all over the place trying to get this together. So I'm so glad we were able to get you on. Any last parting words for our guests? Um, I love you guys. Peace and chicken grease from your Arkansas country gal. And please keep it real, keep it classy, and stay professional. I love you guys forever. All right, cool. Thanks for tuning in. Rody's Podcast, we out.